The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. How fun on the masculine journey today. We are warming up towards a boot camp, which is coming in just a few weeks, actually November 1st, so just a couple weeks away. So in line with that, we're with provoking the impossible too. <laughs> Last week we did the provoking the impossible. Well, this is provoking the impossible too. We've, we've got Sam on the phone with us and Jim and Harold. And you may be wondering, how do you provoke the impossible. Well, you know, God's kind of been doing that in our lives from the beginning, hasn't he, Sam? You know, he really has, and, and until we can kind of look back over it, you know, you can't see it often when you're in the midst of it, you know, because everything's just going on around you, but when you can look back, you can see his hand guiding you along the way, and, and that plays out in some of the clips that we're going to use today. Yeah, because... You know, for all of us that, you know, as we begin to go to boot camps and understanding a little bit of how God uses movie clips these days, sort of as living parables, there are things that keep, you know, playing over and over in your mind as you're actually experiencing life, experiencing the battles of life, experience joy of life, and, and those things keep coming at us, don't they, Sam? You know, they do. You know, whether it's a, it's a movie clip that, you know, brings you joy and makes you laugh. I mean, that, there's some of those my kids and I share from movies we watched as, as they were kids, and, and I think people can relate to that to some degree, but this is, even at a much deeper level, these are some parables told through movies that God really moves your heart with. You know, Jesus spoke in parables because people relate to story. You know, and as you said, and, and we've heard many times, that the movies are the modern-day parable. Not that every movie's good, not every bit of the movies that we use are good but these certain truths that god uses in them to pierce people's hearts is really very cool to watch and to experience all right and we're opening it up with one that is just deep uh, it's so deep i when i watched this i thought i'm like you sam i thought bagger vance was going to be about golf and oh my word it's one of the deepest movies i think i've ever watched it's an amazing movie it's an amazing movie about how God walks you through the things that have happened to you in your life, and he helps peel back the layers and help you get to healing and help you find truth. And it's all done in this guise of a golf movie, you know, under this disguise of it. But it's such an amazing story. And, and when you can see Will Smith in this role as kind of the Holy Spirit or Jesus character along the way just loving on Bagger, um, or loving on Juna through it, is just amazing. Right, and to set this up a little bit, Juna was in World War One after being a, a you know, almost legendary golf player. And, you know, he was on the tournament and winning all kinds of stuff, and then World War One happens. He ends up being the only person left of his unit. And yeah. he was the captain, I guess. Was am I right, Jim? I believe that is right. But I don't I I mean I know the World War One was significant in his life, but the real power of that movie was in the regaining his life after coming back from war. Right, because he yeah, what, what a 
what had happened, Robbie, sorry to interrupt there, you know, back, at least in the movies, back in those days, you know, people from the same area were often put in the same brigade, put in the same platoon. And so he led these, these people that he lived with, grew up with, you know, was from the town with, that he was a hero in as a leader in the battle, and he was the only one that came back. And so coming back to a town and seeing the mom who lost her son or the wife that lost her husband, you know, just really helped beat him down. Right, and he really had turned to alcohol and away from golf. And to, to quote Bagger, he'd lost his swing, but then comes this clip. He uh, shoots the ball into the woods, and this is after he finally got back in the match. And it, it, he just finds himself right back there in World War I. You going to be one of a different club, Dale Jr.? I can't do this. Hey, you might should just loose your grip up a smidge. You know, a man's grip on his club, just like a That's man's grip on... That's not what I'm talking about. I know. No, you don't. What I'm talking about is a game. A game that can't be won. Only played. You don't understand? I don't need to understand. And a soul on this entire earth ain't got a burden to carry. He don't understand. You ain't alone in that. But you've been carrying this one long enough. Time to go on. Lay it down. I don't know how. You got a choice. You can stop, or you can stop. Start? Walking. Where? Right back to where you always been, and then stand there. Still. Real still. And remember. It's too long ago. Oh, no, sir. It was just a moment ago. Time for you to come on out the shadows, Juna. Time for you to choose. I can't. Yes, you can. But you ain't alone. I'm right here with you. I've been here all along. Now play the game. Your game. The one that only you was meant to play. One that was given to you when you come into this world. Take your stance. Strike that ball, Junior. Don't hold nothing back. Give it everything. Now's the time. Let yourself remember. Remember your swing. That's right, Junior. Settle yourself. Let's go. Now is the time, Junior. And I suppose for those who hadn't seen the movie, we have to describe that he was way back in the woods with a shot that who would have thought he could ever get it out to the green. And, of course, it, it misses all these trees. And, and it's a beautiful thing, Sam. But it's a beautiful thing above and beyond that, isn't it? Oh, man, there's so much in that clip that has moved my heart over the years. And I know it has for you guys as well. But, you know, you have this point that deals with this wound. You know, this wound that he takes on that, isn't really his to take on. He may have a piece of it, but the enemy convinces him it's his whole. It's all his fault, right? And so he hides. He hides from his calling in life. He hides from those the thing that was unique to him 
that he he brought to this earth representing God's glory. You know, we talk a lot about it's God's glory, but we each uniquely show it to other people. You know, and so you have you have a bagger that calls him back into the larger story and calls him back into the calling and reminds him that, you know, there was there was something before the war. There was a truth before the war that you got to anchor yourself with, not what happened to you along the way. Yeah, the line that this was what was given to you when you came into this world. And we all have that, something that we were meant to do. And that's what the enemy tries to steal from us and had stolen from Juno. I, I think about how it, it has so much to do with present time, right? He's got to make this shot in the woods right now. It has nothing to do with previous shots. It's got nothing to do with shots that are going to be in the future because God is in the present. He's not in what happened in the past, and he's not. He's there, right there, like he hasn't been alone. And and so, you know, that, that thought is provoking, isn't it? <laughs> it is, and golf is a great analogy for life. Well, yeah. all it takes is one good shot to make up for a lot of bad ones. For those that have not seen the movie, uh, he has been playing terrible, and he's hit some awful shots. And he makes the comment at one point that, you know, this is getting embarrassing. And Bagger says, oh, no, sir, it's been that way for quite some time. <laughs> and I think that could apply to a lot of things that each of us has done where, you know, we do things in our life and we say, oh, this is, this is getting embarrassing. And, oh, no, sir, it's been that way for quite some time. Well, switch hey, Robert, Go ahead. Go ahead. Just before one more point on that, you know, and I think we touched on it a little bit, but you know, Bagger reminds him that I'm right here with you. You know, I've been here all along. I, w- I was there through everything you've been through. I've always been at your side, and and to me, it's just the strength of that statement that that oh my gosh, God is always with me through all this, even when I feel incredibly alone, especially when I feel incredibly alone. He's right there with me. Right, and there is a battle afoot right there and and transitioning to a different kind of movie and a different kind of provoking clip. But still talking about the battle, this this comes from uh, the movie First Night where Sean Connery played King Arthur. And this clip kind of just speaks for itself as somebody's trying to get him to compromise with the battle. And where is it written, beyond Camelot, live lesser people? People too weak to protect themselves, let them die. Hmm? Other people live by other laws, Arthur. Or is the law of Camelot to rule the entire world? There are laws that enslave men, and laws that set them free. Either what we hold to be right and good and true is right and good and true for all mankind under God, or we're just another Robert Tribe. Your fine words are talking you out of peace and into war. There's a peace that's only to be found on the other side of war. If that battle must come, I will fight it. And I! And I! And I! You know, there's a peace, and I cannot tell you how many times that that clip has provoked me. When I feel that urge to compromise with what the enemy is trying to get me to buy into the agreement whatever but there is a peace that only comes on the other side of war as 
you know, Jesus cleared the temple. That, you know, actually, to an extent, he was at war with the Pharisees who had compromised and become, you know, lawyers rather than seeking God. And there's, you know, it's a, it's a significantly provoking thing that there is a peace that only comes on the other side of war. And he went into that alone. And Arthur, in this clip, is saying, you know, I'll fight that battle. And what was moving to me is that all of the men around him joined in. And we have that in our band of brothers. Right, which the song coming up after the break, I Never Walk Alone. Of course, we want you to go register for the boot camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org where we can find out how we never walk alone. We're going to sing it here in a minute, so stay tuned. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace, and I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. God has set within each of us a masculine heart. Why? Why did he give you that heart? And what does the Christian life have to do with any of that? Come join Masculine Journey Radio for a boot camp, November the 1st through the 4th, based on John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. And when might that be again? That's a great question, Tiny Jim. November the 1st through the 4th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. kind of glad that Darren's not here because he, he would be pulling my man card right now. But this, this, this one is provoking for me on all sorts of levels because, you know, I can almost hear my mother singing that song to me as she was, I suppose, like many mothers of my era, very, very much a lover of musicals, especially Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals. 
and and that song just she provoked me with it because at the beginning it talked about don't be afraid of the dark which i was terrified of the dark and it, and it talked about walk on with hope in your heart and you'll never walk alone well i didn't believe in god at until my 30s and that made no sense to me but the song echoed in my soul and it provoked me you know through you know you last week we talked about the impossible dream you know jim that that song provoked you throughout your life well this song had provoked me for years and years and years because you know you knew it was coming from your mother to an extent and you knew that your mother loved you and it was provoking but it made no sense now, the, the music of those days, in fact, I joked about it, but I'm almost serious. I think we're just going to start having our bump music. I'll, I'll, I'll be great songs from musicals of the past. There's something about putting the truth to music that inspires. And, you know, and I, I, was I loved hearing that. It was the story of my life as I wanted to walk alone. You know, so many different ways I tried to isolate, tried to be the Lone Ranger, tried to be, you know, the independent um, person. And that, that song provokes against that very concept. Well, you know, the thought that's behind it is, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Absolutely. Which, again, is a really handy thing to know once you begin to realize the truth. That are that are within that, and you know, to to come well, before we move on, Sam. You, I know you <laughs> not wanted to discuss that song at all, but if you had a thought, we'd love to hear it. You know, that's that thought really provoked me to miss Jim Neighbors. Golly, that's good. I like that. So. Yeah. Moving on to our, and, 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 and talk about somebody who didn't walk alone and, and lived as a result, I'll let Jim move into this last clip. One of, and I've had my man card pulled because of my previous suggestions with Princess Bride and going to musical or to Gober Pile, but uh, Saving Private Ryan is one of my all-time favorite movies, too, and Today it sort of hit me that there was terrible fr- provocation in that. And, and now after picking a manly movie, i got to turn my card back in. Because I sobbed like a baby at the very beginning of this movie and at the very end of this movie. And the battle is in between. I love that part. But the scene that we're going to hear, and you sort of, if you haven't seen the movie, you need to know this. He's in a graveyard, and he's busy. he's gone back from America to France, and is going to the gravesite of the captain that really was responsible for saving him. And this is Private Ryan. Many years, I'd guess, forty to forty-five after the war is over, and he's there, and his family has come with him, and we're going into that clip, recognizing that. He's there and remembering what was done on his behalf. My family is with me today. They wanted to come with me. 
to be honest with you, I, I wasn't sure how I'd feel coming back here. Every day, I think about what you said to me that day on the bridge. I've tried to live my life the best I could. I hope that was enough. I hope that at least in your eyes, I've earned what all of you have done for me. James? Captain John H. Miller. that's kind of what we all want to hear in it absolutely there's nothing i think that a man could want more than to know that at the end of his time he had been good and it hit me right in that one and i'm glad harold went first because i was getting a little choked up but he's asking his wife and for me and his name was james too i go by jim <laughs> but it hit me that Short of what we want to hear when we go home, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant. No one in my life means more to me than my wife. And no one in my life is it going to mean more to me to hear that you're a good man. And that it tore me up in the movie, and it's something well, I, I want to hear. Having been the person that tried to suck that you were a good man out of her, you know, because she didn't say it very loud. And so I had to <laughs> amplify it up. You know, she could have said it a whole lot better. I'm just saying. I was really disappointed because, you know, when he asked her that, you could see the desperation. She was surprised by the question. She was surprised by the question. But he was he was looking for a lot more than she gave him. I can assure you of that. And, <laughs> and I, you know, I was a little disappointed in the way that she reacted. But I, su- I suppose to some extent. You know, that's true life, but I love that idea of taking your question to the people that mean you the most. But also, Sam, it's a huge thing that we take that question to God. Right. You know, to get our answer from God, I think that, you know, it's a good barometer to ask the people around us on, you know, how well we're living our life, what kind of quote-unquote king that we're being, you know, as, as a leader in our household or in our companies or whatever that might be, but it's only God that can really give you the true answer. Absolutely. But I saw that differently, Robbie. Did that, you? That okay. For me, it was a, you should know this from his wife. And why are you even asking me this question was what I heard in that. And that yeah, me, I did as well. meant a lot. Well, the me. desperation that he had was the realization that at least a half a dozen men had died in order for him to live. And, you know, it's it, to me it's like us looking at Christ and, and, and saying, you know, was I good enough? And, well, and, and obviously the, we can't be good enough. But, but the beauty of that clip also that you can't see is the 
you know, there's generations behind him, his kids, his grandkids, right? That all were there as a result of, you know, what his captain had, had done or actually the whole military in order to save him. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't help but think, but somewhere there's a mom, too, who didn't lose that one son. Yeah, and that well, was... She had lost three others. Yeah. Right. Which goes back, we can go full circle back to Bagger Vance. You know, it was the community that went to fight together in the old days. And maybe it still should be because I think we'd fight a lot less if we were fighting beside loved ones. But he was the last survivor in his family, and that's why this special unit was sent to rescue him and get him home so his mother didn't lose all of her children. And we do see multiple generations that came out of that act of sacrifice wow, by that's, many. That's that's really cool, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> the same thing for Juna, that all those men gave their lives so that he could go make an impact with the life that God had given him. And in a way, that's kind of what Jesus did. For, well, not in a way. That is what Jesus, Jesus did. Jesus made that sacrifice for all of us. And the thing to not take away from this is, oh, I need my affirmation from loved ones. And I need to, because he did say, you know, I hope in your eyes I've done this. Well, to me, that has to be, and Sam said it, that's the question we ask God. But in his eyes, we are going to be perfect because we've been clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And we can't do anything during that love. We've got it. But if we can live in that and live out, you know, I want to live a life that shows that I appreciate what's been done for me. Yeah, that and makes Camelot a big actually goes there too because mm-hmm. as it as it turns out, you know, he dies and, you know, Sir yeah, Lancelot, most of them, all of them yeah. die you know, defending that whole concept of what's right and good and true. But the larger story goes on, right? And we know that Jesus is coming back and what can we do to get our swing back, to get the game, to get that which you were given to at the beginning. So we have an idea for you. We want to provoke you. We want to use this provoking the impossible to provoke you to go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Register for the boot camp coming up November 1st or the 4th. I can see my <laughs> Jim wants the last word. Well, we want to provoke you to die facing the enemy because you're going to die. Don't run away. Live the life you've been created to live. Oh, that's a great last word. I'm glad I gave it to you. <laughs> 